have a bully inside your head telling you that you're not good enough? Do you lean towards self-defeat? Do you have trouble believing in yourself? And are you dying to learn how to become the perfect version of you? A you that you dream about? If you answered yes, then you're like me, and this podcast is for you. Welcome to the Journey to Worthy podcast, where we discuss self-esteem, worthiness, and transformation through a gay lens. I'm your host, Jeremy Long, and I want to share my journey with you. Welcome to the Journey to Worthy. All right. Hey, everyone. Welcome back to Journey to Worthy podcast. I've got a very special episode. We are doing our first interview on Journey to Worthy. So we've got Emil here with me. Say hi, Emil. Hey, guys. How are you? This is my uh, very good friend that we met in Bali, and he's traveled here all the way from Europe. He lives in Scotland. Uh, why don't you tell the audience a little bit about yourself? Um, so, yeah, um, currently live in Scotland, um, originally from Latvia. Um, so I moved over to UK um, to go to uni. Been done uh, a couple of traveling since then. Um, and now I'm here. Awesome. And that is why I really wanted to have you on the show. So thank you for being on the show with us, because uh, it's just interesting, the people that I've met on my journey, and you were one of them, but people that are like openly like traveling the world and like getting to know, you know, parts about themselves through their journey. So thank you for being on the show with us today. So I'm just curious, tell me something that like, what makes you fired up in the morning? What helps you like get ready for your day? I think... As you said, you know, traveling and uh, traveling is a big thing for me. Um, and there's no time when I have nothing planned traveling. So always, you know, I come back from a trip and I already have another trip planned. Um, so that's like, you know, looking forward to it. Um, and also just getting up in the morning and um, trying my best to be a better person than I was yesterday. Uh, so I think that's really important for me. Awesome. That's great. And yeah, with the traveling, like you, we met in November in yeah. Bali on a like a small little island called Gili Air. And then literally like you were off to, where did you go after? We went to Thailand or you were in Thailand before Bali? Yeah, um, I went home after. So you went home two days after and then you were home. on a cruise in Atlantic or Arctic, sorry? The Arctic, yeah. Arctic, yeah. yeah. Crazy. And then now you're over in Canada. Yeah. Like you are a <laughs> avid world traveler. That's amazing. Uh, definitely very inspiring for people out there. So I'm just curious. I like to ask people this just in general in life to compare maybe to what I've had to go through. But what was the coming out experience like, especially growing up in a country like Latvia? Like, I don't know much about that country. So if you want to shed a little light on that, that'd be awesome. <laughs> yeah. Um, I mean, you know, Latvia is in Eastern Europe and, you know, it used to be part of like communist bloc. So it was a bit, bit tough time for people to come out. And to be honest, I grew up and I didn't know anyone who was gay. And even now, I maybe know like two or three people that are that are even not out. So mm -hmm. I think, you know, um, it's quite hard for people there, but because I moved to UK and that's when I kind of came out to my friends and sort of to myself as well. And then I think two years ago, you know, I'm 24 now. So two years ago, I came out to my dad, who's kind of liberal, but you know, he has some old school thoughts. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So, you know, I kind of grew up in a, that kind of not so healthy environment where, you know, kind of homosexuality and uh, stuff like that, you know, it's like a no, no. So it's really hard for me, um, but it was a funny story because uh, I went home to see him um, and I brought my boyfriend with me. Oh, wow. That's, that's so, pretty forward. Like, hey, I'm gay. And so basically two days beforehand, I was like, you know, I, I have to tell him I can't just like show up at the doorstep with my boyfriend. So um, two days beforehand, um, I told him that. And, you know, obviously it took time for him to digest, but mm -hmm. um, uh, at least perfect. 
you know, everything's been perfect since then. And, you know, he's really open and so I'm quite lucky. That's awesome. And then my mom actually came out and on the 31st of December last year. Oh, wow. Um, happy New Year's. Happy New Year's, <laughs> mom, I know. Um, but both of them, they were like, you know, we knew. So it was like, you know, deep down, I was like, why did I even worry about it? Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. So everything worked out just fine. And I'm kind of fortunate. I think that's a good message for the audience, because sometimes we assume that our family won't be cool with it. Mm-hmm. And sometimes they just need time to acclimatize. Yeah, definitely. I think that's definitely a good message for, you know, people to hear. So again, the travel, like what makes you want to travel? Like what, what do you get out of it? I think first and foremost is just appreciate what you have. You know, I've been to places that, you know, people love is so little and mm-hmm. you just see them really happy. And then I've been to places that are like so, so affluent and, you know, people maybe not that great there. So it's kind of, <laughs> you know, understanding things, how things work and um, seeing that there they are different things out there. Uh, so that's really important for me. And also meeting people. I think that's like the best thing of traveling is meeting people, mm-hmm. hearing the stories, sort of get inspirations on, you know, perhaps my career or what I want to do in the future. Um, next places I want to go to. Um, you know, I've been sort of into geography and stuff like that ever since I was a kid. Mm. So I've been all over it. So that's a big, big thing for me. So you've been dreaming about traveling since you were quite young. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, I didn't come from an affluent family at all. And I'd say like eight years ago, if you asked me if I was traveling, I'd be like, no, you're joking. Um, mm-hmm. And here I am, like in the past three years, we traveled to like 25 countries. That's fantastic. Um, so yeah, it's been, been really good. That's super awesome. What a great story too. Yeah, you know, people can, all of a sudden they look back and they're like, wow, I did that. You know, like you didn't think you were going to be capable of all this mm. travel and now here you are doing it. So that's great. Yeah. And where are the most impactful places that you've traveled to? Or maybe the place that you learned the most? It's definitely Berlin. Berlin. Oh, yeah. Um, you know, who? if anyone's been there, you'll know that it's a good place to be a gay guy. Yeah, um, pretty pretty forward thinking. Pretty forward, liberal, open. open-minded. Uh-huh. And that's where I kind of explored my sexuality the most as well. And sort of every, every time I came back home from Berlin, I felt better about me mm-hmm. and who I am. So that was kind of, you know, the catalyst for me to come out to my mom last year as well because mm. you know I've been to, I was in Berlin four times last year oh wow and last time I came back you know I was like that's it yeah cool so it was like impactful for you to allow you to feel like you were ready to change and grow and move forward yeah certainly because like you know I, I grew up without any sort of not gay role models but like other people who are gay but you know now that I've spent time in Berlin and you're surrounded with sort of like-minded people or people are the same and then obviously you know things change in your in your mind mm-hmm, mm-hmm. to the you know better cool and the germans are pretty cute oh yeah oh yeah <laughs> okay so um what what do you think that travel means for a gay man like what how do you see your travel um outside of just like allowing you to grow uh, and feel more comfortable like what about other countries maybe where it's not so uh, gay okay um what's it like for being a gay man traveling i think from like sort of on one hand, I think that, you know, I've been to a couple of places that are sort of anti-gay, like mm-hmm. in the Middle East or in Malaysia or Singapore. Oh, yeah, you've um, been to Dubai. And yeah. To... So it's kind of, it's interesting to see. But then as well, you see that, you know, the gay men there, you know, obviously are closeted and mm-hmm. they do think in a different way. And, you know, I could take Latvia, for example, um, 
where you know pretty much every guy is like closeted and and that kind of affects their the way they think and the way they communicate with people as well mm-hmm. which is not always like healthy at all uh, so it's kind of you know made me appreciate what i got um and looking in that way mm-hmm. um, but also you know when you travel these places you realize that things are different in different places and there's nothing you can do about it mm-hmm. um it can be you know a cultural thing in one place or um you know it's quite sad but you know it, it is the way it is mm-hmm. um so you kind of come to respect that as well so it comes back to appreciation for what you have yeah and where you live yeah yeah, that's interesting because I think that we all can look towards our own experience. And for me living, you know, growing up in Canada, it's been, it's, you know, generally quite accepted now, especially in the big metropolitan cities like Vancouver and Toronto and Montreal. Uh, but in the smaller towns, you still get this feeling of, you know, it's kind of like you have to try to pass as mm-hmm. straight or, you know, not be a spectacle. And that's unfortunate because people aren't, you know, feeling comfortable being totally themselves. Even though it's completely legal, like we have, you know, gay marriage has been legal mm-hmm. across Canada since 2005. So it just depends on your perspective, but it definitely is interesting to, you know, reflect on how I do have a lucky, like I am lucky here, even though sometimes it's uncomfortable in certain parts of Canada, it's still, it's, we're, you know, we're much more progressive than some other countries in the world. Yeah, definitely. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Okay. So uh, next question would be, do you have any tips maybe for people that aren't capable of you know making a big trip like you know some of the trips that we've had traveling overseas um maybe people that you know they want to go on a quest to find themselves as well or to find a way to feel more comfortable in their own sexuality Mm -hmm. Uh, what would be sort of a tip or suggestion on how you can plan a trip like that or maybe uh, ways of making things a little bit more inexpensive for traveling you know big overseas trips i think well i'm quite lucky because i live in europe and traveling from europe is super cheap we're in the middle of everything so uh, so it's quite hard because I know you guys here in Canada or in America, you know, it's, it can get really, really pricey. But things like, you know, there's several websites like Flinder and Holiday Pirates where you can f- find deals. But it's like, you know, you know, I come back from work every day and I do check mm-hmm. where I could go, uh, you know, chip tickets and stuff like that. Um, so it's all about the planning. And also probably, you know, if you dream of going somewhere, then you obviously just need to save up. Um, and just focus on that one goal, you know, make cuts where you can. That takes um, dedication, like that yeah. whole saving and planning and, you know, setting things aside because it's hard when life does, you know, come up and like all these bills on your day to day, your week to week, when you don't actually see that trip coming up, like it's hard to make that feel like a reality in your mind sometimes. So I know that for me, it's definitely been one of my downfalls is like mm. the ability to save. Um, I've lucked out in good jobs, basically that have paid me well, that I've been capable but yeah, so dedication, like you're saying, and, you know, making that time to set aside that money. Yeah, definitely. And you mm-hmm. focus on one trip rather than little, many little ones. And um, what's your uh, what's your next big trip? What's the plan for the next one? Here um, you are in Canada, I guess you're not even thinking about the next one. But usually you are. You're already usually, like, um, uh, imagining where you're going next. So Because I'm kind of on a, on a border and what I want to do um, in the future right now. Uh, I'm moving to Austria in July, so that's sort of where my head is going now um do you want to talk about that a little bit what's your what's the plan here because you studied politics yeah so i majored in international relations and politics um graduated last year um and ever since it's been kind of kind of hard to find what i want to do in the future where is whether welcome I want to. to the club <laughs> it is tough and 
I've kind of come to realize that I'm not the only one. Mm-hmm. And then any sort of growth, misgrowth, um, which is quite important to understand. Um, but yeah, you know, I applied for like 100 jobs and only two got back to me. Wow. You know, I graduated with, a, with the highest degree and um, have like my work experience and everything's perfect, but it's so competitive out there. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I landed a job with, uh, well, internship with... Um, the Australian Embassy and uh, permanent mission to United Nations in Vienna. So I'm moving there in July to do that for a couple of months. That sounds like such a great opportunity, um, especially for someone your age to be traveling, moving to Vienna. Yeah, definitely. The What did you say? It was the international spy capital. The international spy capital. <laughs> That's very yeah, exciting. It's... So yeah, that'll be such an amazing experience for you. So yeah, that'll be, you know, I have open, eye opening and kind of sending out of my comfort zone mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. as I don't know anyone there. Yeah. Um, I usually know a lot of people, my friends that live uh, across the world, but this is one of the places I do not know anyone, mm-hmm. you know, so I'll have to start from scratch, which is quite scary. Um, but, you know, we all have to do that at some point. Well, and it sounds like you've already, you, you've already been able to do that in, you know, some of your shorter trips, like you, yeah. you have to go and put yourself out there. You've done solo traveling too, just yeah. like me. And so being able to, you know, be sh- able to show up and, you know, put in that little bit of effort to try to be friendly and meet people, uh, it does, it takes a certain person or ability to walk out of that comfort zone and say hello and like try to make new friends. And it's an interesting dynamic for sure. But definitely having like three months, you said in Vienna. Yeah. You'll probably have some more time to be able to commit to building those relationships. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. Mm-hmm. Very exciting. So, okay, you brought up being a gay man traveling. I think I'm curious about what your experience is like, because I have a certain idea of what was like for me uh, traveling to countries where like you almost have to come out to people that you meet. Like you have to decide at some point, like mm-hmm. what is the appropriate time or is it even appropriate to tell people that you're gay? Like that, that was a little bit of a weird experience for me. My first time overseas, you know, was Bali. And that was like a whole different place where I wasn't sure like how comparable people were. And I found out later that, yeah, people were pretty great about it. And a lot of people I met were, you know, I attract that kind of people that are just going to be open and, you know, I'm friendly. So people tend to just be like, okay, let's quit. This guy's cool. You know, but how did it make you feel like when you realize you have to like actually tell people you're gay? It's like, I haven't had to do that since, you know, when I first came out. And now I'm doing it like almost every day or every couple of days when I'm traveling. So do you find that as an interesting experience you'd like to reflect on a bit? Yeah, it's, it's pretty weird. Um, you know, it's happened to me only like a few times. Um, but other than you sort of, you know, the conversation you have with people, you kind um, sort of send these like messages so they get that you are gay without telling them you are gay. Um, mm-hmm, and, mm-hmm. and sort of only, you know, the past few months. Um, when I've traveled or met new people, I've sort of, sort of stopped telling them that I'm gay. I just like jump into it, be like, you know, this and this and that. And they, they've been really acceptable about it. So you and, drop like bombs, like, yeah, yeah, my boyfriend. You just don't even mention <laughs> it. You're just like straight, like I have a partner or yeah. whatever. And then, you know, it kind of, it's kind of not a shock for them, but it's like, oh, okay, cool. Because they don't, honestly don't expect anyone to say that. Um, and it kind of, you know, puts them in this position where it just... You know they have to accept it, and mm-hmm. and then you, you know you just get normal questions back, and yeah. So it's, it's, it's a bit weird. I know what, you, what, what you're saying. Yeah, it's such, um, it was definitely a strange thing for me. I did get comfortable with it as because I was I was away for a little while. So the first couple of weeks, like I met this 
really macho guy, one of my good friends now, his name's Mads. Hey Mads, how's it going? Uh, shout out to you. But he was like this big kind of Viking looking guy from Norway. And I was like, oh, he's not going to be cool with the gay thing, you know? And then like, we ended up spending time together for the whole week, like on these crazy adventures. Um, and he was the most cool, mm -hmm. you know? And I forget that some countries like are very liberal and, you know, are very comfortable with, with the gay culture. So uh, sometimes I just have to, this was a lesson for me. It was like, I had to be okay with showing someone really who I was, you know, and not being afraid of that and mm. just like not apologizing for it. Like, yeah. this is it. I'm gay. Like, and then you can decide with it what you want. And sometimes people surprise me, you mm. know? So that was special. Yeah, you know, what's the worst thing to happen? Well, yeah. Otherwise yeah. like we're okay, cool. We're just not going to be friends. That's fine. Yeah. You know? Um, but maybe that does, it does cross the line when it comes to safety, like in certain countries, like you said, in the middle East and that. Mm. So, uh, have you ever felt like unsafe when you're, you know, are traveling at all? Not at all. No. Really? Never. Never. That's awesome. What makes that possible that you don't feel unsafe? Like, do you just sort of keep to yourself uh, or like just don't in, embrace parts of your sexuality when you're traveling in countries like that? Or um, That's a good question. I think, you know, I'm always myself. Obviously, you know, if I do go to countries in the Middle East, then I'm sort of, I'm not even hiding, let's say, some parts of it. I'm mm -hmm. just sort of, mm -hmm. I am who I am. Um, you know, obviously you have to be wary about these things, but I've never, you know, I never felt sort of endangered. Right. I think it just stems from my confidence. Yeah. I guess. Well, that's good. Some people don't have that lack, lucky confidence that you've got. So that's good. Yeah. And you definitely do. I mean, um, maybe we can segue into how we met. Um, we, we did meet on Grinder on an island in Bali. And so maybe you tell me what, what's it like meeting other gay guys um, when you're traveling? That's like the best thing ever. Like <laughs> Tinder and Grindr, purely because you can meet people. And I've met like a lot, a lot of good people mm -hmm. on these like social platforms. And, you know, you might say that it's only used for one thing, but, you know, you can just go out for drinks and mm -hmm. always ends up in them showing the places around. So it's, you know, that's a win-win situation. Um, so I think it's like the, the easiest way to meet people um you know we're just one message away mm -hmm. um so i think these kind of platforms are, are amazing for it and you know obviously you have to look out um but you know if you have good sort of sense of judgment then mm -hmm. um it'll be just fine so we really embrace people to use these kind of things fair enough you know i i do agree with that like the apps have been really great for me as so just a way to make friends or to meet people mm -hmm. and i did so my one of my recent episodes was talking about like the prevalence of sex and you know sometimes there's some bad stuff that ends up happening or people go through with things that are not comfortable with but again like keeping those boundaries and you know having those you know sort of screening techniques on par so that you're trying to just you know again meet the right people like meet the people that are going to be friendly and then you're, mm. you know, you're going to have like these really cool experiences. Like I, I did too. Like I definitely, like we met, you know, on Grinder, and I met a few other people I was traveling that I was able to meet up with and I wouldn't have been exposed to certain things. Like I met this couple um, and we did like a night dive together and stuff like that. Uh, so yeah, like interesting people that you can meet just because you're connected to this like gay virtual space. Yeah, definitely. Which is pretty cool. Yeah. Um, have you had many international love affairs through your <laughs> adventures abroad? I have, yeah, unfortunately. Unfortunately? <laughs> yeah. But you, you actually told me once, I think, if you're comfortable talking about about a story that you traveled quite far for someone. Oh, yeah, I did. Um, it was my best friend who set me up with this guy in Singapore. 
And how far away a flight from from uh, Scotland is Singapore? Like fifteen hours, but um, wow. I was traveling. I was actually traveling um, to Thailand, and then you know I decided to sort of blind date over to Singapore. Yeah, you know, wow. jump on a plane and get on Singapore, and then you know went on a date. Um, you know, we've been in touch for like for months, and you know everything's fine, and you know didn't have any expectations of it. It was sort of like you know to get friendly and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, but we did go on a date, and then. Um, the next thing I know, he brings over his boyfriend. On your date? <laughs> yeah. Your um, date brought over his boyfriend? Yeah. So that oh was, my gosh. That was pretty fun. Um, but his boyfriend left the next day, like forever. So I guess I was just one day early. Oh, wow. Um, That's quite the experience. And like, you know, like these kind of things always happen to me. So I've sort of, I'm resilient to, to awkward situations now. And that's why I'm confident because um, mm. at the end of the day, you know, I come back home and I can tell my friends all these things and it's just always, you know, there's always a funny story from my trips. So that sort of adds to your repertoire for your biography later in your yeah, life, definitely. right? Yeah, good, good, good. <laughs> That's awesome. Um, maybe that sort of segues again into another part of traveling and meeting people that I experienced. Um, maybe you can shed some light on what was it, what's it like saying goodbye? Um, it's pretty, it's pretty hard. Um, but I've sort of look, kind of learned to understand that, you know, goodbyes are just prolonged see you layers. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, world is tiny, is small. Um, you know, like here we are three months later. I know. Like yeah. you would have thought. Um, but you know, world is small and so kind of don't try and um, try not to think about it that much. You know, they are, they are hard, but yeah, if you, if you keep the, like the right mind and stay positive and. You know, if you have dedication to see those people again, then you'll do. Mm-hmm. It's interesting, like, what creates that connection between two people and then what allows it to grow or what stops it from, from going any further. Because I, I, you've heard the episode I talked about uh, having my romance in Australia mm. and then saying goodbye and now things have shifted, mm. you know, um, and that's some, a lesson that I've kind of learned like that. That was a goodbye that I guess was maybe goodbye, you know, mm. um, but it's like a beautiful story and experience that I'll always yeah. have. And then now here you are and you've come and we only spent like a morning hanging out together. <laughs> and that was a cute goodbye. Yeah. Like you came from your dive and, and like wished me off because I was leaving to go trek into the mountains uh, up a volcano. Uh, so that was really cool. And then I also made like a bunch of friends when I was traveling where like this one island I stayed on, we we spent like a whole week together. And it was really strange saying goodbye. I was like, these are my new brothers and sisters. Like this was family, mm-hmm. you know, and say goodbye. I was like, I literally don't know when I'll see you again. And it is. It's like a farewell, but it's bittersweet. It's like, mm-hmm. oh, I love that I'm moving on to this next part of my adventure. But to let go of like these new wonderful people is it's very interesting. It definitely teaches me a little bit about who I am mm, as a definitely. person. Yeah. Pretty cool. So, yeah, I think that's that's a lot of great information that you've been able to share with us about your travels and your experience. So I definitely think that people will benefit from being able to hear like what you can get out of travel uh, and who you can meet and really how it can open up your mind. For me, it made the, the world like a lot bigger because there's more to see, but it also made it a lot smaller because it's it's more accessible. I feel like I can reach more now. I can see more because I've actually gone on and done it. You know, I've booked that ticket, got on the plane, and now I know that I can do that. So maybe sometimes it's just about taking that first step and doing a little bit of planning. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Is there anything else you'd like to share with the audience maybe about like your experience? um, You know, how you've 
how you sort of maybe battled some of those insecurities from when you first came out to this wonderful, confident person that sits right in front of me. Mm -hmm. I think, you know, like English is not my first language. Like eight years ago, I didn't speak English at all. And now you've and, got very fluent English. He yeah. does have a bit of an accent. So apologies <laughs> if you can't understand him. You can just rewind it and play it again. <laughs> just slow-mo. Um, but for, for those who do speak another language, you'll know that you create a different personality. So I'd say, you know, when I speak in Latvian, I'm this really shy person. Because, you know, I've spent that part of my life leaning back home mm. in closet. So there's those, like, you know, psychological implications on it. And, you know, ever since I moved to UK and, you know, started learning English and stuff like that, I've sort of created this, like, totally different person who is confident and outgoing and friendly. And But even now, I'm, I would say I'm, I'm really shy. And my friends always laugh about it because they do not believe me. But... Like deep inside when I have to like meet new people, I'm super, super shy, but I just force myself to be confident and, you know, at the end of the day, what's the worst thing to happen? You know, you're not going to see them again. Mm -hmm. Or so I think confidence is key to success. It's hard to walk through that sometimes, I think. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's interesting that you say that, like you force yourself, you know, and like just show up as confident and to be that person. But it, it does take... It takes some tricking your mind into, you know, making it happen. Sometimes it's just as simple as like, okay, I'm terrified to go say hi to that person, but I'm just going to go do it mm. and not worry about the outcome as long as I get myself over there to say hi. And then all of a sudden you're like, oh, this isn't as bad because I've actually just walked through it. Yeah. And so those tiny victories, like celebrating those uh, definitely helps boost your self-esteem, I think. Definitely. Yeah. Cool. Well, if you want to finish on a fun note, I'm just curious, what do you feel like you are... What do you feel like you're great at in your life? Well, I'm great at. Yeah, like what what makes you feel like I I'm so good at this. Like I'm winning at life when I do this thing. Um definitely meeting new people and oh, cool. getting to know them and be friendly. Mm-hmm. Um and you know, when I meet new people or guys, you know, from day one they always say they can feel like themselves around me. Mm. Which is really, really good for me because, you know, you want to make someone feel comfortable around you and mm-hmm. um, whereas I've met people that I don't really feel comfortable being myself around so you know that's like kind of my strength um kind of making other people feel valuable mm-hmm. or valued mm-hmm. yeah and using your authentic self to kind of pull out the goodness in people which is yeah, awesome definitely. That's, that's the cool. most important thing the reason I ask is because I think that I Sometimes we need to define like what we're good at because I, I have a tendency to get caught up in like what I'm not good at. And so to remember like, oh, yeah, I've got to list the good things sometimes, too, instead of listening to, you know, that voice in my head that tells me that I'm, you know, I'm not very good at things. So uh, celebrating those victories. So that's awesome. Mm-hmm. Yeah, appreciate it. Cool. So um, I think we got to wrap up because we're uh, just about at our time here. But I want to thank everyone for joining us on this a special first interview <laughs> with Emil. Thanks for being on the show. All right, thank you. And um, please check us out on journeytoworthy.com. That's journeynumber2worthy.com. Or uh, hit me up on Instagram at journey2jeremy. That's journeynumber2jeremy. Uh, and please, if you haven't already done so, check out us on iTunes and uh, subscribe and do a rating and review because that way iTunes will know that you are interested in listening to more and spread the word. So thanks again, everyone. Have a great rest of your week. Mm